Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Termical Terminal fans, welcome to the show on another Sunday afternoon. Sign guy along with the coach with the most coming at us from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because his favorite all-time sandwich is pot roast. Coach Mike Jones, if you're looking for some professional wrestling today, you are in luck because you can head over to Greenfield, Indiana. Summit Pro Wrestling is close to being underway. They're just a little while away from starting Summit Pro, so get over there and check that out if you're in the area. But I want to bring on the show today our guest. He is with us all the way from the great state of Arizona. Tommy Test, welcome to Termuckle Terminal. Thank you so much for being here today. Hey, thank you for having me. Well, it is your first time with us, so I will lead you off today with our first-timer question what led to okay. you getting into the business of professional wrestling? Well, I guess I could say I was always, it was my biggest interest since I was a kid. I you know, would watch it, you know, every Monday with my with my dad. I have two older brothers, so I grew up in a house with, I'm the youngest of two brothers, so it's all boys, and that was our thing is we'd always wrestle each other. And as we grew up, it just became like, you know, they they still liked it, but they didn't really care about it. But I was like, oh, I love this. And uh, I, I played football in high school, and I, I was on the wrestling team and had a lot of success in that. And I ended up uh, going to New Mexico Highlands University and playing rugby. And I I was started going to a local independent wrestling show in Albuquerque, Destiny Wrestling Organization. So it was about a two-hour drive, and they'd run about every other month. And uh, one day, my, they had Jeff Jarrett in the main event. And I'd never been to a wrestling show. And uh, just my dad and I, and we went, and I was hooked immediately. First match, I, I just knew I had to do this. I looked at my dad and said, i got to figure out how to do this. You know, I didn't know how to get in the business or how it worked or anything. And uh, he's like, yeah, they're about your size, and the rest is history. I moved when I was... Twenty five days after turning twenty one, I moved to Arizona to start training. Our professional wrestling training can be a surprise to a lot of people if they aren't prepared. Uh, oftentimes, guys will go into it and not be in shape, or they will not understand exactly what professional wrestling will entail as far as conditioning and being able to withstand pain, that type of thing. Did you have a pretty good background going into wrestling that helped you, or would you say you went into it sort of cold and found out the hard way how tough it can be? Well, uh, that's actually a really good question, because I thought I was in the best shape of my life, and I learned real fast 
that ring shape is com- something completely different uh, from anything else. So in May, I was actually in the, the NCAA Division Two National Championship uh, Rugby National Sevens, and I was in the best shape of my life. I was running, you know, an hour a day, weightlifting daily, playing the game of rugby, and that was in May. My wrestling tryout was the last day of June. So in my head, I mean, I was 170 pounds at the time. I thought I was, like, in the best shape of my life. Um, I had my tryout at the Arizona Professional Wrestling Training Center, and it was it was hot, um, 113 degrees, and this building with, you know, 15 people running around. And I, I learned real quick I was humbled. You know, we're doing jump squats. And that whole day, uh, it's something I'll never forget. But, yeah, the first 12 weeks of training – uh, at the Arizona Professional Wrestling Training Center, it's nothing physical in the ring. The first six weeks, we don't even touch the ring. The first six weeks is all conditioning, 500 squats daily, hundreds of push-ups daily, um, repetitions, um, three-hour you know, brutal conditioning training classes before we have an evaluation where you must have passed that evaluation to get the right to learn how to roll. Um, and that's another six weeks. And after you perfect, you know, we're doing three weeks on just forward roll. And we did three weeks in this backward roll. They really nitpicked every little thing from footwork to conditioning, piece by piece by piece. And uh, it, it, it paid off. I learned that the time I spent doing that put me ahead fundamentally than a lot of other people that get you know, expedited or pushed through without the proper training. Getting into professional wrestling in the area that you did is a little bit harder than some people have it. Uh, Geography-wise, there's just not as many towns close together that have professional wrestling, so it's more spread out. Did you find in the beginning especially that being booked on shows and being able to wrestle regularly was a challenge just because of where you were, or do you think that wrestling where you was was maybe a benefit to you at a young age? Definitely a benefit. Um, I So we have a student showcase show, SLAMU, if there's a professional training center, and that's we run that monthly. I know we're right now we're going to experiment with doing some fan interactive stuff, Um so I know next Thursday we're going to be doing like a family feud night with fans type of a deal. That being said, the work was consistent, um, you know, training four times a week, and then once a month we have a student showcase. And then Phoenix Championship Wrestling runs um, every other month, so that's a big show. So everyone's fighting for those spots. You know, you have a, a big group of, you know, pretty hungry wrestlers trying to get on this card, and, you know, they have like, four, five, six spots, and it's always a competition. Um, that being said, the way I was trained, I've always took quality over quantity, and I've I found tons of benefits of working for these two companies. Um, and I've worked with a couple of Lucha shows around with a couple guys, and um, I've traveled a little bit. Uh, we did a couple of shows at Winslow and Pinon, so, you know, three, four-hour drives, but... I, I definitely think it's an advantage to have the two, this organization with the Phoenix Cybership Wrestling, and they've we've produced quality shows. Last night 
um, actually wrestled. And uh, we had over 500 people there, you know, the first show of the new year. So that was awesome. One of the struggles of any wrestler that gets into it is that injury will eventually happen at some point, whether it's a minor thing or something that is more serious and keeps you out for a while. Is injury something that you had many of so far in your career? (laughs) Well, that's an understatement. Um, When I first started training, it was, you know, when you start running the ropes and you start bumping, it's, it's a different kind of pain. You know, I've been tackled full, full fledged by 250 pound men and playing football. And, you know, I've, I've faced a lot of pain before and I had a broken collarbone from a previous injury and that's pretty much it. But when I started wrestling, I, everything kind of hurts, especially when you're training yourself to walk a certain way, um, just maneuver a certain way. Like you start feeling, um, that being said, in October of last year, 2021, I was I just had my first show in September, Cloud Nine. We're getting ready for another big show, and after the pandemic, everything shut down out here in the West Coast. There was no wrestling at all. So uh, in September, we had a big rebirth show. And then October, I went back home um, to go hop out with the football game. My dad and my brother were coaching, and I, in a freak car accident, I got ejected from the back of a truck. And I slid about five feet. I got thrown about like maybe 20 feet in the air. I slid about five feet face first, full scorpion. Um, ended up getting 32 stitches in my head, lost a couple of teeth. Um, broke my skull, broke my nose in two areas, ripped my mouth open. Um, that being said, I, I was only out for about eight months before I started training full-fledged again. Um, so I, I, I faced a lot of injuries there. You know, at the time I was like, oh, I'm never going to wrestle again. But I just have a really good supporting – this is a big support group. My school is just – the foundation of it is phenomenal. I have the best trainers who worked with me the entire time and contacted me, like, every single day, every single week on progress. And even though I was a, another state away, they never gave up on me. Um, my family, my wife, they, they took care of me 24-7. Um, so I, since I've started wrestling, I've faced that big injury, you know, a broken skull. Um, but besides that, I've had my fair share right now of a bruised tailbone. That being said, you you just got to work through it. (laughs) And I wouldn't have it any other way. Now on shows that you've been part of personally, Outside of anything that related to you specifically, what would you say has been the worst injury that you've seen? Ooh. Um, let's see. We've had, I wouldn't say injury. We've had people get pretty banged up. I mean, I've seen concussions happen. Um, the shows that I've been on, I've been relatively safe, which I'm fortunate. Um, Phoenix Championship Wrestling Islamia, they're so well-organized that I feel like in, if there was ever a serious injury, they'd be on top of it. But I'm grateful enough to say I've never really witnessed one besides my own tailbone. <laughs> it was on a back body drop, and uh, I over-rotated just a little bit. And 
I felt it for sure. <laughs> I bet you did. Elbow is a painful injury. Yes, there's nothing much you could do for it. <laughs> now, of course, you mentioned the lockdown for a while, and pretty much across the board in independent professional wrestling, wrestlers spent a lot of the time that they were out trying to come up with new wrestling gear ideas. So when they came back, they had a updated look, fresh set of wrestling gear and start kind of new once things opened up. Did you do the same type of gear designing and having new gear made that a lot of people did, or did you come back with the same gear that you've been using and jump right back in like nothing happened? No, I did actually create new gear. Um, My first actual show wasn't until right after the pandemic, so I had this first set of biker shorts that I paid a lot of money for that uh, fell apart, you know, after one use. But uh, so I kind of needed to make new stuff. And there was a guy out in Texas, uh, I think it's Pro Wrestling Wear. And he does a lot of guys like on Impact and WWE and stuff. And they were really, really professional. I got three pairs done really quick, um, exactly what I drew up. So my gear idea was I'm a big Cincinnati Bengals fan um, all my life, and now that they're finally good, I just kind of threw some stripes together and black and orange are my favorite colors, and I created um, a brand-new set of gear. So I got three sets of gear, all different colors, post-pandemic. So I have about six or seven pairs of gear, three pairs of boots that I rotate. So each pair of boots can match any pair of gear and stuff. Now, if the Cincinnati Bengals are your favorites, were you a big fan of Brian Pillman, who was, of course, a member of that team before getting into pro wrestling? Huge, huge. One of my favorite matches of all time is Fall Brawl 1995, opening match against uh, Johnny B. Bad. I, my dad, he recorded in a VHS tape, and back in the day there was no streaming, no WWE Network. So when my brothers and I wanted to watch wrestling, you know, we're cleaning house, we'd all throw on that VHS tape and we watched Fall Brawl 1995 that was bootleg recorded and uh, loved it. Loved the Tiger Stripes on, you know, black and orange. And I remember they announcing him, a former decorated Cincinnati Bengals football player, and thinking, like, that's the coolest thing ever. Like, that's what I want to do when I grow up. I want to play for the Bengals and I want to wrestle on TV. So, yeah, that was, like, all my life I thought that was the coolest thing ever. But I thought Brian Pillman was phenomenal and now that i'm a work like working i'm thinking like it's unreal how naturally talented that guy was really hard worker now his son of course brian feldman jr has entered the world of professional wrestling in the last five years or so have you been following the exploits of brian feldman jr yeah i'm I'm just gonna say it right now he has the nicest looking gear in the business the Cincinnati Bengals stuff, that's the coolest-looking gear. Um, he has the best hair as well. I think he has a bright future. Have you ever been in a situation where you've either been on a show with or possibly have wrestled against Brian Pillman Jr.? I have not. Um, but as far as I know, doesn't he work in, on TV? I, but I have not personally met him before, no. 
still time to get that done. Uh, you are a fairly good-sized wrestler, and one of the things that helps wrestlers maintain size and strength is weight conditioning, lifting weights and hitting the gym as hard as they can and so forth. What is your weight training regimen like? Well, I like to carry on a lot of stuff I learned when I was playing high school football. Um, so it's compound movements. So it's the big five movements. It's like bench, incline bench, squat, deadlift, power cleans. That being said, dealing with this lower back injury, I'm not able to deadlift as much. Um, and since I've had this blood rush through my nose and my skull, I find it difficult squatting heavy. So I've learned different um, exercises to maneuver around. That being said, um, lots of repetition. I work out six times a week. It's a bonus that my wife loves to work out. So even if I don't want to go, she wants to go, and she'll take me with her. Um, And then at the wrestling school, we have a full gym at any time if we ever wanted to work out, you know. Just hey, ask one of the guys, the trainers, Dom Gallo. They're they're amazing, and they'll hit you up with a key and say, hey, you know, here's the gym. So you know, there's no excuse to not get your workouts in. But when we're there, it's it's game time. It's we all joke and we have our fun. We all love each other. We're a family at, at the school. But we're not going to shy away from doing our 500 squats. And you know, if you mess up doing something, there's upon us where you're doing 25 jump squats, you're doing 50 air squats. Um, so I would say this, it's very consistent, but my, my work regimen itself, it differs. I'm a certified personal trainer. Um, I've worked at a gym since I was 19. I'm 24 now. I've worked for different gyms, actually, and I actually help make workout plans for other wrestlers and camera guys and stuff, but that's actually what I'm doing today as well. <laughs> but... I, I just try to focus on breaking that down. Um, I, I work out six times a week, so there's plenty of things I can do. In a similar fashion, diet is also a very important part of maintaining ring shape and being able to wrestle well. What is your current diet regimen like these days? Yeah, diet's huge. So, as of right now, I'm trying to go, I'm trying to gain. I'm trying to bulk. My I have a goal weight, um, so lots of pasta, lots of carbs, lots of protein every day. I try my very best to track it down. Um, between a couple jobs I've been doing, it's, I find it difficult to uh, gauge my water. I'm not a lot of gallon of water at certain places. That being said, I am trying my very best to bulk right now. Um, so I'm going to be bulking for about. 10 more weeks, and then I'm going to be cutting for another 16 weeks. But as of right now, I'm just trying to get as big as I possibly can. Um, but I, I'm still I'm still everyday active in the ring and wrestling, and I'm not shying away from running. And you know, you get it's 113 it's 95 degrees in the winter over here in our garage. So I'm always sweating, always trying to work. Well, at this point in time, I co-host the coach with the most. Coach Mike Jones is standing by. I know Coach has questions to ask you as well, so I'm going to pass things right over to him. Awesome. Thank hey, you. hey, how you doing? Good. How are you, Coach? Good. I'm enjoying your story. I, man, uh, 
that impressive training, and uh, you got the great gear. Uh, looks like you got everything going for you, man. Thank you. I've been trying. Okay, so we got a couple. We have some standard questions we ask our guests. I'm sure Sign Guy and the fans would like to know what your favorite coffee to drink is. I actually do not like coffee at all. Okay, we get my that wife, answer a lot. Yeah, my wife laughs because she drinks coffee. That's her favorite. She's wearing coffee pajama pants right now as I speak. <laughs> so what's your favorite drinks? Oh, I like, so my all-time favorite would be water with, um, if I could find the orange cream uh, meal, that's like my favorite. Coke Zero. Um, I mostly drink water with lemon. My favorite thing. That's my go-to restaurants anywhere or anytime I'm home. Water with lemon or water if I could have like um, some of the squeezable little uh, zero calorie sweeteners. With, like prefer lemon. It's water with lemon. Okay. All right. So, who were some of your heroes growing up? Whether it was sports, music, wrestling, or ordinary life, or all of them. Cool. I could give you top five random, no specific order. Um, I guess. Well, I'll start off with wrestling, being that that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, I'm from a rural New Mexico, so a little bit t- town, 30 minutes south of Las Vegas, New Mexico, which Las Vegas, New Mexico is actually the first Las Vegas instead of Nevada. But uh, I grew up on a ranch, chicken farm, and there's, you know, there's no big city, but we watch wrestling all the time, but... Back in the day, in the 70s, 80s, Bruiser Brody was always built from Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is a 40-minute drive from my house. Um, so my dad would always tell me stories about, yeah, this crazy guy. And he, as a kid, because this was he watched when he was a kid, and he'd come out of the ring and he'd throw chairs around. He was crazy. He threw chains around and he kicked everyone's ass. I'm sorry. And um, I thought that was the, the coolest thing. Um, and then, of course, Mick Foley was some truth or consequence in New Mexico he was built as. And I was like, that's phenomenal. So in my head, I've always looked up to Bruiser Brody and um, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, because those are like hometown heroes, per se, even though if that's not, yeah. you know, where they're born and raised. But as a kid, that's who I really looked up to. Um, and I'm a, I'm a big football fan. I've loved the over-the-top personality of, like, Chad Ochocinco. Um, I When I was in third, fourth grade, the football game came up on the PlayStation, a straight three where he comes out and he's talking trash and he was so animated and he always had the best touchdown celebrations and he was fighting with everyone and he always had something to say and he was pure entertainment. And as a kid, I, I, you know, loving the game of football, I thought that was just, he was everything. He was more than a player. He was a character. Um, loved music. I loved um, rock and roll, metal. I would say the most entertaining person, um, that I used to watch was like ACDC, Angus Young. And I, I try to imitate him a little bit um, with his, I mean, he just absolutely strides the guitar and he's a showman, he's a frontman. But that's another character that I've idolized the majority of my life. Um, Dave Mustaine, same thing. He just goes out there from uh, lead singer of Megadeth and he just shred and shred and shred. And he's just 100% business. And then for one second, he acknowledges the crowd. And when he finally does, they just eat it up. And I think that's something that I would like to try to utilize, you know, I do most of my work at the Hill, 
and I think that Megadeth makes some pretty nasty music, so they'll go hand in hand. I actually come out to a Megadeth song when I walk out. Um, so I have I have lots of different. But that being said, my overall favorite wrestler of all time is probably Kurt Angle, because not only was he legitimate, like one of the best wrestlers of all time physically, but the, his character itself, he found humor and everything. And he's just so entertaining as far as you can tell he's a really knowledgeable, smart man as well. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my oh, – I can't forget Chuck Liddell, UFC. I found Chuck Liddell for a while. That was my whole personality, like, in high school. I even had a Mohawk. Right on. Cool. Okay, so what were some of the most memorable matches you've seen and been involved with? Ooh. I – have seen well, – we've had tons of history-making moments out here. Actually, last night we crowned our first heavyweight champion or finished championship wrestling since our rebirth, rebirth show. Um, so it's a brand-new title, brand-new championship. We had a whole tournament, um, big turnout. We had a standing room only, people standing up everywhere after 500 people. It was a big venue. Um, it was a great turnout, phenomenal show. So I think that whole experience last night was – I was opening match, so I got to find a corner and uh, – watch the rest of the show and watch the tournament and a little bit of adversity. You know, we had a couple of problems, but no one ever knew about it. We covered it up. Great. Um, problems that were none of our, none of our control. That being said, we did not fail to um, just produce and everyone loved it. Fans did not want to leave. We stayed. Wow. Literally, we had to ask fans, Hey, we need to start, cleaning up, tearing down, guys. So that, that was phenomenal. Just, I, it was very memorable to watch that as someone that's only been doing it. I'm, I'm still a rookie, you know. I've been training for about two years, but this is, this is maybe my 20th match. And uh, okay. it was just awesome to be a part of it. But a match that I was a part of that I really liked, we just did a presence in a pole match. It was a charity show um, for, around Christmas time. So we did it in a charity show for I forgot the exact name of the kid, but anyways, it is a toy drive and stuff, and it was just a, a fun experience. I had a blast. It was a, a gimmick match, so we had four poles, and each pole had a, a different random gift, and it was fun. I had a blast. So who's crowned the new champ last night? Uh, Joe Graves. He's, this man has wrestled everywhere. He is a legit psychopath, I'll say that. Okay, and have you heard of Ron Von Hess? Ron Von Hess, that sounds a little familiar. Okay, I, yeah, there's lots of wrestlers down there. He he just he's lived down there and wrestled before, and he's back down there now again. So just wondering. Okay, cool. Ron Phoenix. Okay, and then uh, what about some of the mo- other most memorable matches you've seen? Seen personally, like in person, or just overall? Or on, or on TV, or yeah. On TV. So, like my favorite matches of all time. I know I mentioned uh, the Brian Pillman match with Johnny B. Bad. Um, there's, I love the Road Warriors. I, I do find it a little bit difficult to watch. I have, I don't really watch wrestling now. That's live and current because my main training days are Mondays and Wednesdays and stuff, and I try my best to kind of keep up. Um, but I, I really don't know. So when I, I do watch wrestling daily, but when I do, it's 
more more likely like NWA from the early 80s, early 90s, or uh, WCW between like 94 and 96. That's like my favorite time in wrestling. It, it, to me, that that was just like it was a, it was fun to watch. It was easy to watch. It, you could follow yeah. along. Very good. It was easy to watch as a casual viewer. Um, and now that I, I know what I'm, I've been wrestling. I check, like see like, wow, like Harlem Heat. Those guys were like really good, you know, um, like in a lot of ways. And I think one match that sticks out to me is first matches I ever remember watching is Road Warriors and um, I guess like the Freebirds and stuff. And I love the Freebirds. Um, I mean, out here in Arizona, I've had an opportunity to wrestle with um, Blink the Clown, and that was out of Winslow, and that was a big turnout, too. And I guess that one sticks out to me. That was the first time I wrestled in front of my mom and my dad um, and my and my uncles, and they all made a drive out to see me. So that one sticks out to me as well. Awesome. Okay. And then who are some of your favorite people to work? Oh, out here, I love working anyone um, from our school. I would say about 85% of the people I've wrestled, I've, I've trained with them. Um, Don Vitale, he's just, he's the head trainer at our school, and he's just the easiest person to work with, and he could do anything as far as any character you want him to do. And um, he, I, I've worked with him. He's so fun to work with. And, you know, he's been doing it for a long time, I think upside of 20 years. And just to have that much experience and times where I was nervous, so what I do, and he's just he's just talking to me the whole time and keeping me in control and keep keeping everything um, in, in control. Um, I've had a fair amount of matches against Devin Reno, who that guy I guarantee is going to make it to the big time someday. Um, he has everything. He has the looks, the charisma. He has the heart, the passion, the drive. He doesn't miss a day of training, but I've wrestled him several times um, in a tag tournament last week or last show. He's fun to work with. Um, our first ever match was a battle royal with him and I, and uh, we we kicked each other's butt there. And since then, we've worked with each other a couple times. And last night, I wrestled in a six man and against Grizz Brody, and is also a former college football player, big guy, six one you know, 240, 250, but he's an absolute house, and he, everyone loves him. He's going to go somewhere big. He wrestled with FSW in Vegas, PCW Ultra. Um, he's a star. You know, he has his merchandise out now, and he's he's like a young Dwayne Johnson, um, and that's the best way I could explain him. And I, he actually had two matches last night. He wrestled against me in the opening match, and he actually wrestled in the heavyweight tournament. He's that special. Um who else have I wrestled that I really enjoy? Um, my tag partner, I guess I've wrestled alongside him a lot. Um, Mike, uh, Michael Benjamin Wrestler, that's his work name, uh, MBW. And we were just a makeshift tag team, but we've clicked. And uh, he's, I have the most fun in the ring with him. Um, we legitimately have fun, which is, I think, the most important part. And, 
and whenever there's high pressure situations, I know PCW, the shows are very organized and you got to stick to your times and this to a T and there's, it's high pressure situations, but when you're having fun, it just makes everything that much easier. Definitely. Okay. And then let me see, you talked about playing sports growing up and then as an adult and stuff, what's your self-defense background? Well, I wrestled in high school and everything like that. Um, I had some success, won a couple district championships. I thought I was a pretty good wrestler there. So we get out here, and that translates perfect in the wrestling ring because all these guys that I mentioned, like Devin Reno, Blair Brody, they were all um, wrestlers in high school that were pretty good. So we we get a you know wrestle around like that. Um, so we you know how to defend ourselves well. Even at our school, we they offer us everything. My first year, we used to have um, a man named Casey that was – he was an MMA champion, actually, as well. And he was a trainer at a jiu-jitsu gym, and he came and taught his jiu-jitsu every Friday for free at our school. So he offered everything as far as, you know, self-defense and stuff like that. Nice. Man, that place sounds great. Oh, okay, what's the um, – Excuse me? Oh, go ahead. Uh, what's some suggestions you have for people wanting to get into the business? Overall, I would say just find a school that you're most comfortable with. Um, that's a school that gives back to you is phenomenal. I mean, I could have, I had, I came to a point when I was 20 years old where I, I was a senior in college and I said, I'm about to be a teacher. They want to be a teacher at 20, you know, my level plateau. I probably never leave this small town. I was in a serious relationship at the time, and I was just wanting more. So I started just looking up um, professional wrestling schools. And of course, there wasn't any in New Mexico at that time. Um, what's one opened up like three months after I started training after I moved to Arizona. That being said, moving to Arizona is the best thing I've ever did for my career um, or my life for that um, matter. But I, I was looking into um, schools in Vegas and, you know, the FSW, and I've contacted a couple of wrestlers out there, and I was trying to make some connections. And But those schools were kind of like, yeah, kind of just like message this guy and it was kind of like if he likes you or he'll meet you, but a couple of states away. And I, if I was going to do this, I was going to fully commit to it. But something that really stuck about stuck out about the school I chose is, they had an interview processes, and before I even had the right to show up to the school, I was in the student room, uh, student, union, student union ballroom, taking a test. I finished, and then I, I had a Zoom call with um, the owners of the school, the trainers of the school, and pretty much these kind of questions: What make, where do you want to be a wrestler? Well, what's the plan and stuff? And they organized a the time for me to meet them in person, and then they had a set date for a tryout. So they have like a weeding out process, I guess you could call it. Um, that they hey, this was in in April, and I had this talk in the phone call, and then my trial was until June. So they told me you have from April to June. Here's the deal: to get the best shape of your life, because this is not going to be easy. And when you get here, it's a tryout and it's competitive. And you know you have to survive because if you don't, if you can't pass this evaluation, sorry, we're not going to like. You can try for the next evaluation or the next tryout, but you know, so there was a standard to be held. So I guess my best advice would be get in the best shape of your life and find a school that you really like 
And then invest in yourself. Have confidence. That's, that's something that I find myself – I think overall I'm a confident person. Um, but in the wrestling ring, it's a whole different bit of confidence. I mean, there's so many things in your head that you got to remember as far as, like, what your character is and everything. And if you have confidence, you don't have to overthink it. You just go out and, and be you. All right, cool. And then, so how do people get a hold of you? I have an email um, that I usually use. Um, I am social media, Instagram, Facebook, for the most part. That being said, my trainers actually hook me up with majority of everything. Hey, they're in contact with a lot of local promotions. I'm very particular and picky about who I'll work for out here. Um, I've refused more bookings than I've accepted, if I'm being honest. Um, just because I I want to be in the Valley, the Phoenix Valley alone, there's tons of work. That being said, I don't want to become someone that you can see every weekend. I want to become an exclusive to a brand. So if you want to see me, you have to wait to this time to pay for that ticket rather than why would I pay $25 at PCW for a quality show when you can see me for $5 down the road, you know? So I'll, I'll stick to – so this kind of stuff. That being said, I am trying to uh, this summer, well this year, um, move out out of state, uh, work out of state. Um, uh, my goal is to wrestle in Vegas and in Los Angeles this year. Okay, right on. And then uh, what what else you got coming up? Uh, this Thursday, this coming up Thursday, we have uh, the Slam U show. And then right after that, in March 17th, I believe the date is. Don't quote me on that. I don't know the exact date. That does sound pretty right. Um, that's going to be the next Phoenix Chapter Wrestling Show. Um, that being said, I'm going to get back to training on Monday, tomorrow. And, from you know, we had our show yesterday, so Mondays are always a recoup day and gather us up. I was just home for the holidays, so I wasn't taking any bookings or anything. I Enjoyed myself for a good 14 days. So I don't have anything too big planned up besides the Phoenix Championship and the Slime U shows, but those are always a blast. All right. It's been an honor to have you on, man. I wish you all the luck in the world, world and we appreciate you. And I'm sure Sign well, Guy has some more too. questions. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Thank you guys for having me. This was fun. It was my first time ever doing something like this, so I really appreciate it. Nice. Well, hopefully we're being gentle so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys can help me anything. <laughs> now, being in the Southwest, like I mentioned earlier, there's not a massive amount of wrestling like if you were based in the Northeast part of the country or the Midwest. When you talk to people outside of your Arizona, New Mexico region right there. Do you find that a lot of people don't really know about wrestling there, or do you find that people, even though there's not a lot of wrestling there, are still keeping up with what you're doing? Well, yeah, you're right. There actually is a lot more work out there. I'm familiar with the East Coast. We, I trained with a guy, Lorenz Markel, who trains out there at um, a school in New England. I don't remember the exact name, but he trains out there, and he actually came down for one of our shows. That being said, the, the fans love it. Um, 
I think that's something that's special about the Phoenix Championship Wrestling crowd is they're not your average wrestling fans. Yeah, we have our, our faithful. We have, like, you know, 100, 150 people that love wrestling. They don't miss anything we do. That being said, it's the casual viewer. You know, we have kids that go and have the time of their life. And it's the show where people are going to just be entertained. They don't care about the spots. They don't care about the moves. They want to see a story. And I think that's something that's beautiful out here compared to where it's really, really big. It's high pressure where, you know, you have the smart fans that think they know everything. But out here, it's, there is that as well. That being said, it's where I work specifically, it's, it's a beautiful atmosphere mixed in with the casual viewer, which I really enjoy. I mean, these kids were jumping on the railings, and they were throwing stuff at me yesterday, and I did nothing too big for them, you know? I wasn't even trying. But they, were, they didn't like me. They were upset with me. So I think I did my job, and they made it easy. A lot of fans, unless they were actually from Arizona, may not realize there's a lot of history when it comes to wrestling in Arizona. There was a Madison Square Garden in Phoenix, Arizona, which was, of course, the lesser famous of the two Madison Square Gardens in the country for wrestling. But a lot of the big-name wrestlers would pass through the old Arizona territory, which changed hands quite a few times. Do you ever study up on the history of wrestling in your area as far as what it was like in the territorial days or the early days of the independent wrestling scene? Oh, heck yeah. So I don't know too much about the deep history from Phoenix because I'm not from here. That being said, when I grew up in New Mexico, I know that it was um, London, Mike London, who used to run, um, and they did a circuit. It was like Amarillo, Texas, Lubbock, Texas, Albuquerque, Phoenix, and they did it like every other week, and they were like Thursday nights in Albuquerque, Friday night in Amarillo. Um, and it was like the Funk, the Von Erics, Abdul the Butcher. Um, I have pictures of relatives with Andre the Giant and stuff. So I've been told stories from family members and stuff. And for a matter of fact, my grandfather, my dad's dad, that's what he wanted to be was a wrestler. He used to party with the wrestlers, but he never got into the business. But he's who gave the big interest to my dad and my my dad's brothers, which the interest then went on to me and my brothers. So I guess that kind of all started it. Um, my grandmother has stories of they lived in a in a hotel back in the day and you know, Rick Flair would come and pay her a quarter to do his laundries or whoever all the wrestlers. My dad would tell me, like, we'd watch wrestling together. That's how we bonded a lot. And we'd watch his old DVDs that I had. And he'd be like, oh, look, there's Ted DiBiase. I remember I used to watch him before he was a million-dollar man and stuff like that. And that's really cool. And he'd tell me, yeah, we used to go every Thursday night to Tingley Coliseum or, or not Tingley. It was um, an arena that got tore down. So, yeah, so there's tons of stories like that that I've, that I've loved. You know, my dad telling me stories the first time we saw Bruiser Brody as a little kid and being freaked out of this guy throwing chairs around, and I think that's cool. Now, if you had the opportunity to wrestle anyone from history, be it living or dead, if you had that time machine, who would that one dream opponent be? Ooh. 
probably a young Michael Hayes. Our because I'm in the tag team, I would love to work against like the Rock and Roll Express or the Midnight Express or um, even the Rockers. I think those would be uh, phenomenal. Would just fun tag. I actually had the privilege of watching the Rock and Roll Express wrestle not long ago in Lubbock, Texas, and those guys are still dominating. Um, I think that would. I love tag team wrestling, and I've always thought it was fun. But we actually have a uh, our trainer, one of, a different trainer at our school who does. Um, he used to wrestle for WWE Developmental, um, but he comes and does the advanced groups, and he loves tag team wrestling. And this man is, has the absolute smartest psychology. I mean, he was trained and worked for WWE for years, and you know he's. His trainers at that level were, and he's from the East Coast as well, where, you know, he was training with the best in the business, and now he gets to relay that knowledge to us, and he opens up our eyes to just how easy and fun and creative you have with with tag team wrestling. So I think I would love to work with my tag partner, uh, Mike, and do some, if I had the chance, to work against the Freebirds or, you know, work, work against the Midnight Express, and it can't get any better than that. be fair, the Rock and Roll Express is still active on the independence, so there's a chance you could do that. Oh, that would be a dream come true. <laughs> and you mentioned Michael Hayes is the, the dream opponent and would like to wrestle the yeah. Freebirds. There is yeah. the daughter of Freebird Terry Bam Bam Gordy, Miranda Gordy, yep. that is very active on the independent circuit, and she is also based in the southwest part of the country. Have you crossed yeah. paths yet with Miranda Gordy? I have. She's the nicest person ever. We, I don't know if it's still active. We went out to a show out in Texas, a carload of our guys. Um, so I could try out and stuff, and there was a seminar. And it, it was best. It was S.W. Ferry. It was Teddy Long was there. What crazy stack shows. Um, Jax Dane, NWA, you know, heavyweight champion at the time. Um he he was running the the seminar and Charlie Haas was their heavyweight champion. But yeah, Miranda Gordy and there was it was TV tapings. So they do like two or three weeks of TV per show. But the first night we got there, the guy that drove us up, who Ryan, he he knew her and stuff, and he knew her boyfriend Craig, and we hung out with him and we met him and she's just she's awesome. She's phenomenal. She's you know she even comes out to that Bad Street USA and. A little bit of that old school, perfect with that new school style, you know. I, I'm she's definitely the future of, of women's professional wrestling, and it's it's awesome to me to see like Tessa Blanchard and Charlotte Flair, and now her. Like, it's so cool to see like that there's a future in wrestling, you know, like the stuff I love, that era I love, and now it's coming full circle, and I can almost be a part of it. Uh, when you are on a show with. People like Eddie Long that have been around for 40 years and they've seen just about all there is to see and they've worked with the largest companies in the world, with the very top names in the world. Do you feel an added pressure to perform well in front of people like that or do you view them as just another person on the card and a peer when you're working with them? 
So, yeah, I didn't even get on that show. I, I got there for the tryout and stuff, but it was like 60 people and they had like three spots. Um, but def, I, I did feel the pressure. Um, I, I was in the ring working this one drill with some guy I've never met before, and we bumped heads. Um, this while Charlie Oss happened to be walking by, and he ripped us a new one. And we were both named Thomas. So he was like, Thomas this, Thomas that. We're like, who's he yelling at? And he came ripped us apart and, uh, you know, got in our face and showed us how to do it correctly and and stuff. And, and they're real old school. That company, they're like, SW Furry is like no coast fist. Um, it was so fun. It was different out there, that old Texas style. Um, but I absolutely loved it. Meeting Meeting those guys, I was – very nervous, I'm not going to lie, when they were watching me because I was at that time very, very new. Um, but it, it, it was phenomenal to get feedback. Like when they should, they, they didn't really have to, but they took time out of their day. Um, Rodney Mack pulled us aside, gave me his personal phone number and said, if you need anything, let me know. Um, so it was super beneficial experience and, I, I will say I tried my best to view them as peers, which I overall did. Um, but it, it, I was just learning. I was trying to soak in as much knowledge as I could. And it was mouth shut, ears open. That's the way I went into it. Well, we're getting down to the last few minutes of the show, and I want to make sure there's ample time. If there is anything at all you want to say to the listeners, plug and promote anything and everything you'd like, social medias, upcoming appearances, merchandise, your favorite laundromat, anything at all, floor is all yours. Cool. Well, I'm not a big fan of the laundromat. Um, I have an Instagram, uh, Tommy Test underscore official. Um, so Tommy Test is my work name. You can find it on Facebook, Instagram. Um, and if you ever want to become a wrestler and you're very serious about it, I moved eight hours away, or I over 400 miles away just to train. Um, I know my friend Lorenz moved all the way from New England, all across the whole country, just to train specifically at our school. We've had tons of people that have moved states. There are people in the valley here that live closer to other schools, but they choose to make the drive to come to ours. because that, And I think that speaks volumes without having to toot our horn too much that we are an elite wrestling school. We have Alexander Hammerstone who comes in weekly to work with us one-on-one individually. We have had so many seminars, Too Cold Scorpio, where they come and teach us hands-on. This is a place, if you're 100% serious, if you don't want to waste your time or your money to come train as Arizona Professional Wrestling Training Center. And I will be willing to put anything I have um, behind this school because they're the real deal. So I, I think that if there's anyone listening out there that really wants to become a professional wrestler, this is the place to be. And, you know, there's the sky's the limit and there's no, everyone has, there's always a way, you know, I, all of us had to drop something, sacrifice something to make it here. And this is, if it's at that point in your life where you really want to do it, this is the place I'd recommend. Very well said. Well, Tommy Tess, I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. We definitely appreciate it. And I want to wish you the best of luck as you continue onwards in your career here in 2023. 
Yeah, thank you. And hopefully we get to catch up again soon and see how how much we've changed uh, to follow up on this career. And I appreciate you guys uh, for having me. Absolutely. We look forward to keeping tabs on it. We'll have to have you back. Coach, as we wind things down, you got some stuff to plug, promote, say? Yeah, don't forget to check out next weekend. There's DPW's theatrical wrestling. The Real School Army will be in the house, myself and Wild Lyle. And who knows who else we might bring. I think Sunny Days will even be there. But uh, also you got Northwest Pro that you're going to, to next Saturday. And then next Friday, there's SOS Pro Wrestling in Tacoma. Don't forget to check out their training facility. And then you can check me out at Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most. Also, Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room for hundreds of interviews. And also, if you need any handyman work done, check out A-plus, Payless, Handyman Services. No job too big or small, 10% cheaper than any written estimate, and 15% cheaper for seniors and military. Thanks, everyone, for your feedback and all, the, all, the, all your support. We appreciate it. All right, Coach, you may have forgotten next Sunday as well. Timber Pro Wrestling, their first show of 2023. So it's a busy week next week in the Pacific Northwest. And where's Timber Pro going to be? Timber Pro will be back at the usual venue up in um, Startup. Snohomish County. They are out of, uh, I believe it is Startup, Washington, the name of the town. Startup at the Startup Civic Center. All right, nice. All right, well, fans, you can join us next week. Next Friday, we have Preston Churchill with us out of England. He wrestles out of Indiana. He has a long commute when he wrestles. And then one week from this very day, the aforementioned Sunny Days will be joining us. Sunny Days, of course, out of Poverty, Arkansas. She's up here in the Pacific Northwest where she has had multiple runs with the Pacific Northwest Ladies Championship. She is scheduled to be with us. So everybody get out there, support your local independents wherever they may be, have plans to be with us, and everybody stay safe out there.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.